ein Denise Abstand. Hab ein bisschen Anstand, ein Denise Abstand. What is conversation design? This is an introduction for lateral thinkers and newcomers in that field. Now, it's been a while I've been asked by an engineer to define what conversation design actually is and what it means to design conversations. I tried to explain in a way that I hope you can also relate to it if you come from a very different field. Conversation design is a design discipline derived from user experience design and copywriting. It enables us to use applications and software without the traditional means of a keyboard, mouse and graphical user interface. Instead, we interact by simply using our language. That means while other methods require us to navigate a website or search Google with our hands by typing words or clicking the mouse, with a conversational interface we can just speak, for example. You may have heard of voice assistants. You can tell an assistant to turn on the lights by just saying, Assistant, turn on the lights. And the assistant will turn on the lights. Now, this was a very short interaction, which did not consist of, well, at least a mutual exchange of language. So we could not even call it a dialogue. You said just one thing and the software react or the lamp actually reacted to it and completed your command. However, the industry has discovered that natural language can be used to enable customers to interact with these products on even more complex topics, of course. This implies that the user is not just giving one command, but actually communicating. So exchanging information in several turns of the dialogue with the software, which also responds in the language that the human understands. This can be, for example, English, written or spoken. These days, the interaction between the user and the software increasingly resembles an interaction between two humans, which we simply call dialogue. But this notion has been picked up by the game industry already since the very beginning. Um, so within this dialogue, it's not only one command that is being exchanged, but often a few ones and not just commands. You can see here in the following dialogue, person A and B have a dialogue over six turns. A says, could you please get me a coffee? And B says, yes, yeah, sure, I can get you a coffee. And then A says, um, could you give me money for it? And then A says, yeah, here it is, two euros should do. And B again, oh wait, uh, do you want it black with black, uh, black or with milk? Um, and A says, black like Alice Cooper's mascara, for example. So from the first turn of this dialogue until the very end, we had a command, a confirmation, then we had a notification yeah, that there is a condition that is a prerequisite to get coffee, which is money. And then this is also something like the completion of a condition. Here it is, two euros should do. This is by saying it or by just giving it, 
this person didn't actually have to say it, but this would be a completion of a condition that has been mentioned or put up in the dialogue. And now there is also options how to fulfill the command of bringing coffee to the person who was asking, be it black coffee or with milk or whatever. And then at the very end, there is the confirmation or actually the choice of the option that uh, this person would like to have some black coffee. Enabling this kind of complex dialogue between a human and a machine is what a conversation designer does. Okay, then you might think, how does a conversation designer work? And this is where it becomes a bit more tricky, because in order to enable this kind of interaction between a human and a machine, a conversation designer needs to know what the topic or domain of the dialogue will be. Hence, he will have to anticipate the conversational situations that could come up. Do you want to order a coffee? Just have a little chit-chat? Or do you want to help people to retrieve their password? Like in a chatbot, for example? Or maybe you want to support them in using an electronic device or advise them on shopping and help them order a new pair of sneakers. Once the conversation designer knows the domain, they can picture scenarios and anticipate what the consumers or customers might want to know or might want to do. Picturing these scenarios is what we also call interaction design or user experience design. It's like having an empty space and giving it, giving it a ground for people to walk on and directions to help them to get where they want or to get the information that they want. In many ways, this work resembles the work of an architect. In fact, we need to establish a lot of this ground to make the space passable similar to what an architect does and also with, certain, with a certain purpose in mind. It's just that our product won't be physically experienceable, but mentally. And as a matter of fact, the notion common ground is a linguistic term defined in the early 80s already describing two parties of a conversation, making sure they are on the same page. And the bricks, we build our architecture with our words and the meanings that a, they develop in a context. Words are merely abstract symbols that point at things or events in reality, following the laws of convenience and grammar to have a meaning. This is the reason why writers have an immediate advantage when designing conversations as they are used to building that kind of mental architecture. Every piece of text, even this one, is a mental architecture representing things, events and relationships. When a conversation designer builds an interaction, they do the same thing a writer does. Only now they must think of two instances, human and machine. You might be thinking, so this is like writing a dialogue between person A and B. Almost. We're getting there. Writing dialogues. So 
As a conversation designer, writing a few dialogues can be a good way to start visualizing the outcome. But if you only consider a single user's phrasing of a query to be built into the software, your interaction will rely on the user saying exactly what you wrote or else it will fail. Humans are not that predictable and they always say what's on their mind. We can anticipate this to a certain degree when they are in a certain situation that we brought them into. When you enter an online grocery store, we can assume that you will want to buy groceries. If you click on the category beverages, we can assume you're interested in either alcoholic or non-alcoholic ones and so on. A conversation designer needs to break down the situations to find out what a user would want. The more precisely you describe the situation, the easier it is to write what the user would say at that moment, and the easier it is to prepare the computer for it. We also need to think of alternative phrases like, I want to get a coffee, or could you get me a coffee please, or do you have coffee? This is what we call training data because you need to train the computer or the software to be able to understand also different phrasings of the same request. So next we design or actually write an answer from the bot that would fit these requests. This process has to be undergone no matter how you want to apply this conversational software later, be it as a robot, a non-visual voice assistant with a microphone and speaker, or just a chat widget, that's what you have to do. At some point, I'm sure even the writing or speech production will be done by machines. But whatever it is, um, be it a machine in, say, 10 years, or a human conversation designer that designs the conversation, they will all design an interactional structure that enables different dialogue, and not just one possible dialogue. Now, we actually need tools for conversation designers. If you start to move around in the internet, in this field, you will read and hear a lot more definitions and perspectives on what conversation design is. is. Often depending on the field of, of where the conversation designer is coming from. At the moment, many conversation designers have an engineering background. But this is mostly because this particular area of design is so nascent and still largely tech-driven, often leaving creativity by the wayside. It's not straightforward to build conversational interfaces, so the bar has been set quite high in terms of those who can access them. For me, for example, I'm not a coding person, um, I could not work with certain programs that are made only for developers and require coding skills. However, I find that coders very often are not the most eloquent people. So, however, this is still why so many of those who also have a great contribution to make, such as copywriters, improvisation artists and humanists, are not represented yet in the field. It's just difficult to connect 
please, and the software doesn't always allow an easy workflow. With the rise of conversational user faces, we need to aim at more interdisciplinary exchange between engineering and the creative industries, technological know-how and the soft-skilled human component. I am usually very into, you know, discovering and trying out platforms that enable people who have no coding skills in designing conversations. If you think about it, conversations are actually a software on their own. Then There are some out there that give people who are not even close to programming or engineering access to the creation, to the creation software that can do complex tasks and interact with humans. And this is quite exceptional and has a huge potential. And this will attract those who will make conversational interfaces that will make a difference. I hope this was a bit clarifying for you. This is my profession and my passion, conversation design. Um, yeah, but in my next podcast, I'm going to question this notion and this profession of conversation design. So make sure to listen also to that one, because there are many, many facets in the industry um, that I feel everyone has a different point of view on it. And sometimes we're not establishing common ground or we're not on the same page yet. <laughs> okay, have a nice evening or morning or whatever time zone you are in. Bye. 50 cm is not enough, but a Denis Abstand is klug.